Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chris Russell and Pete Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, once again, thanks to everybody who's called in over the first two hours. Good response, uh, as you would imagine, on a victory Friday uh, by you guys. Still a lot of frustration, as there should be. That is correct. Again, the most important thing is that they won. The most important thing that they won. It's not the only important thing. Don't let anybody tell you that. Don't let anybody lie to you. The most important thing is that they won. It's not the only important thing. So that's why we discuss everything that we can think of that was relevant to last night, good and bad. And there was plenty of good and plenty of bad. Could you imagine if they would have lost that game, though? What what our reaction would be like this morning? I mean, think about it. Think of how splintered we are right now. I can't even the, imagine what we would be talking about. Yeah. Like, log turning? Well, Just I mean, we'd be turning, you know, we'd be talking about like uh, whether, I don't know, uh, you know, wh- whether at some point today we're going to get the bulletin from Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport that uh, Ron Rivera was fired. Much, that, I mean, that's would, what we would get. It would be a much more depressing Friday. That's for sure. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, now listen, nobody should be lulled into a false sense of security that this is a good football team. It's not. It's a piss poor uh, football team. It, it really is. It's a terrible football team. One thing that you can say, they don't always play well. They, in a lot of cases, play poorly and execute horribly. One thing for certain, and this was part of Ron's overall message and point last night when he went off on the tirade, is that the guys in that locker room, they seemingly play hard. They don't always play well. They don't always play smart. They're not consistent. They're not good enough. They kill themselves more often than not, but they play hard. Why don't we hear Ron? Because we haven't had a chance to play it. Last night, after a win, could you imagine what he would have been like if they lost? Let's hear it. We're fired up now. Is it just something about the circumstances? No, what's important is these guys, okay? For the last couple of weeks, honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak my mind for a second. For Honestly, uh, it, it's been hard. It really has. You lose four games in a row, and everybody wants to get you, you know, just get on you. And they've played their asses off. They have. They've played their off for everybody. They come out, and they show up. They work hard. 
All right, they don't complain, okay? They hear all this stuff and they gotta deal with it. I get that and I respect them for that because they're resilient, they come back. Everybody keeps wanting to say, I didn't want anything to do with Carson. Well, I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper, that looked at the analytics, that watched the tape in the freaking, when we were at Indianapolis, okay? And that's what pisses me off because the young man doesn't deserve to have that all the time. I'm sorry, I'm done. All right, so that was Ron Rivera last night. Many of you have seen the video. You just heard the audio. If you haven't seen it before, if you haven't heard it, all that, that's why we wanted to play it for you. The thing that I take from that is, and we only heard part of Matt Paris's question there, so I'm not sure exactly the context of the question, uh, but it was basically, you know, like something, you know, like all the players having to deal with all sorts of stuff, you know, overcome. And you hear Ron snap about that but then you hear him snap about the report from espn that he wasn't the one that made the decision to trade for carson wentz and then you hear him kind of defend carson wentz along with his team and the one thing that i find interesting is not that he is passionate and loyal and defending his guys the one thing that i find interesting is you can tell Ron is at a point of no return right now where his emotions are frayed in so many ways. And that's okay. He is cursing left and right in these press conferences. And it's not a big deal to anyone. Nobody cares. We we curse as a society. I curse all the time. But I can't curse on the radio. I can't curse on really on 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 uh you know twitter or on my podcast right ron is so aggravated right now is so fired up is so emotional good bad indifferent ugly whatever that ron is cursing left and right and it started about a week and a half ish ago and it happened on Monday. It happened several times in that cut that you just heard. It happened last week. A cu- he dropped a couple of, you know, uh, I think one F-bomb and, and, and the S-word or whatever. Again, not a big deal. But you rarely, rarely hear that from him. And you sure as you know what, don't hear it from a lot of coaches. Now, every once in a while you do. Every once in a while you do. Just like yeah, every once in a while you hear it from a player. Every once in a while, even people that don't regularly curse, curse. But you hear the passion, you hear the anger, you hear the venom, you hear the disgust, you hear the aggravation in Ron Rivera's voice. And you hear it almost every time he speaks now. And again, he contributed to some of their downfall in terms of the public incidents this week. He contributed to it. Whether it was misconstrued or not, he started it. He lit the flame this week. But he had nothing to do, per se, with the timing of the ESPN report, the what it alleged, so on and so forth. He, he didn't, per se, have anything to do with that. But... It has been a long week, man, in Mudville. If you think about it, uh, just the horrible loss ultimately at the end, benching William Jackson III, him not willing to say that it was because of injury, 
WJ3 saying, no, 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 it was because of injury. Then he's not on the injury report. Then he is on the injury report. Then he's not traveling. Uh, Now he wants to trade. Now he wants out. How bad they look in that regard. The whole Carson Wentz comments, the fallout from Sunday's game, everything that had built up to that point, the ESPN Dan Snyder report, I'm sure that was the last thing he wanted to deal with on a short week. I mean, listen, we are all absolutely freaking fried. Absolutely freaking fried. I mean, this has been one of the worst weeks that there has ever been when it comes to the commanders slash football team slash Redskins organization. I mean, think about the sheer enormity of everything that we've dealt with this week. And the week ain't even over yet. The week ain't even over yet. So a lot of you guys like that passion. A lot of you guys like that 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 vim and vigor. I did too. But I can tell also that Ron has had it. And maybe that's enough to galvanize this team. Maybe that's enough to get them to lift higher. We'll see. We'll see next Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. Back to the phones we go. We'll get to the Al Michaels thing in here uh, in just a little bit because uh, I want to make sure I give that the proper attention. Let's go to uh, Jonesy uh, on line one. Jonesy, how are you? Hey, Chris. What's up, Jonesy? How you feeling, man? What's shaking? Hey, um, oh, this this thing about uh, the guys are playing hard. Huh? I, I don't know about number 68 out there. Andrew Norwell, he looks like a guy confused from time to time when I look into that helmet of his and see his face. I mean, he's a swinging door one week and another. he's a doormat another. So I don't know about the playing hard. Huh? I mean, I, I do know you, from time to time you do need to pull players out and other than William Jackson the third, maybe because of the money he makes is the reason why you do what you do. But just other guys on that team <laughs> playing maybe just as bad as he is, and you got to pull them too when they don't play well. I mean, it, it was to me. Well, here's the here's the problem though, Jonesy. Here's here's the problem. You know, you can't start benching everybody, right? Because then you don't have enough yeah, players. Yeah. Number one, and I guess because they're already facing a merry-go-round or merry-go-round at center, right guard, and right tackle. That's why you don't pull the plug on uh, on Norwell at left guard. If they had if they had major problems at safety, and they do at the other corner in Kendall Fuller. But at slot, if Benjamin St. Oh, Juiced was playing terrible, you know, then they may not, may not have pulled the plug on William Jackson the third. But clearly they felt that was more needed than Norwell. It's not, but it's not because they don't see it in Norwell. It's, it's mostly because I think they know Norwell's character and his work ethic over the years. Number one. And number two, they also realize that they are a complete, you know what show from center right guard to right tackle. Oh, my God. Yes, indeed. You know? I mean, <laughs> it's a hard show right there. It's a hard show right there. And it's yep. meant to be desired. Yep. Got to fix that up. Got to yep. fix that up. But it, it's, everything, in my opinion, is not on Wentz. I mean, yeah, he's some, some of the problems, but not all of the problems. So uh, listen, I would agree line. that he is not all to blame, but he is, I think, more than some of the problem is how I kind of view it. I would say he is a he's a large part of the problem, but he's not far. He's far from the only problem. I appreciate you, Jones. I, I you know, here's the thing. Like Wentz, again, 
tough, resilient last night, showed me a little moxie that I didn't know he had. Because remember, he he's played less than one quarter of a playoff game in his career because he's been hurt three different times, right? I mean, that showed me something. Now, he played 17 games last year. That showed you a little something. He played 16 games in 2019. That showed me a little something after 2017 and 2018. So the the guy does have a little bit of toughness and moxie. That being said, and while he should have had a touchdown pass to Curtis Samuel, that being said, listen, I, I can't sit here and be honest with you and tell you that he's playing well, good, or even average. He's below average, and that might be kind. That might be kind. Let's go to John in Oklahoma, line two. Uh, he's been hanging on for a while. John, sorry about the wait. How are you, pal? Oh, he dropped. Okay. Uh, John in Oklahoma finally gave up. Sorry about that, John. John was listening on the Odyssey app as well. You can, too. All right, so I think we're clear on the phone lines for now. If you want to hop in, 301 230 uh, We still have our dum-dum of the day. I haven't been able to pay much attention to that, quite honestly, but I always have a host of dum-dums uh, ready, willing, aim, and fire. Uh, as well, i tell you what we're going to do, because here, here's what I, I truly did not prepare for, is our Saturday six-pack picks. Uh, so we will have those for you, and we will post them on social media. Uh, I just, you know, with the way the week went, and the sheer enormity of all of these stories between Dan and William Jackson and the Ron Carson thing and two games in four and a half days, man, um, you know, just, you know, if we think Ron's a little frayed around the edges, I think we all are. Well, I mean, okay? everybody's schedule, everyone that works in the media yeah. in D.C. yesterday had a crazy day because you got to think we got the report around what? 7.45? Yeah, and yeah. the game ended around midnight. So Yeah, and, and you know, I, I know people traveled and all that stuff, so I'm not trying to say that, you know, like, uh, you know, oh, you know, but I came home yesterday, you know, after you know, we commute three hours a day, or I commute three hours a day. I came home yesterday, and, you know, and I've, I've got to do a TV interview. I had to do a radio interview, and then I had to do an emergency podcast because of all this nonsense. You know, it was the last thing I wanted to do. The la I mean, I haven't been to the gym in three days. You know, it sucks. I mean, I, you know, I want to be healthier, number one. Number two, I need it for my mental sanity. This team does not allow you to have any mental sanity. And that's why I had no problem with what Ron said last night. You know, Ron is done. Ron, Ron is firing bullets left and right. And Ron should be aggravated. Ron should be aggravated. Now, Ron created some of the problem, but Ron should be aggravated. Again. Every, you know, Ron's probably slept eight hours since Saturday, right? Everyone is on edge. I had zero problem with Ron passionately defending his team or himself. Now, that also doesn't mean that he's 100% telling the truth. But that's what he's going with. And I also think if you're not telling the truth and if you're hiding something, you wouldn't be as passionate about your defense, Oh, let's get to John in Oklahoma. He's back with us uh, on the Odyssey app. John, sorry about that. How are you, pal? Oh, that's good. Hey, man, it's fine. Hey, love your show, by the way. And Thank you, man. Appreciate you. My call. But, but listen, hey, it, it's, 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 it's all falls back on the offense, but it, it, it's on Ron's shoulders. Like I say, he, he did nothing this offseason to shore up the offensive line. 
And I think if the offense didn't go so many three and outs, you know, defense has gelled quite a bit last few games. I mean, look, they had not give up many points. I know it's the Bears and Tennessee had been struggling up until they played us. But, you know, it, it, it comes back to the offensive line. And, you know, that's where the games are won. And football hasn't changed. Uh, it, you win games at the line of scrimmage on offense and defense. And we got that Turner. Well, John, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. It's not, again, it's not the only way that you win games, but let me, let me just piggyback off of that, right? The defensive line, as yeah. we've talked about throughout the show, throughout the year, the defensive line is, is for the most part kicking ass. For the most part, kicking yeah. ass. Okay. I, I now the offensive really line is just the opposite of that. But again, how much of that, you know, to defend Ron a little bit, how much of that is the fact that Again, his starting right guard from day one of training camp was banged up and didn't practice at all, didn't play in the preseason, couldn't get back on the field. Then they rushed him back for week one. He didn't even start week one, came in because Wes Schweitzer got hurt, and then because they're on their fourth center in six weeks. I mean, you know, again, I, I like I don't defend Ron blindly. I don't defend, defend Ron on everything. There's a lot of things that Ron and this staff and this regime do that don't make sense. But, I mean, at some point, you can't have starting quality backups for every position. Well, you know, last year, our offensive line was beat up and banged up, and they did a good job coming in there and playing. But this I understand. Year, you know, it's just, uh, I, understand. I think this team would look a lot better, you know, with the offensive line. I, I don't care. You know, he got rid of players, on, uh, let on ice go on defense. That was the foolish move. I mean, that was one of the best players on our defensive line. I mean, he made some really – silly moves this year. I think a lot of it. Stubbornness. Why don't we call flowers back? That's just stubbornness. All that amounts to his uh, egos, you know? Well, and, uh, but I mean, here's, but, well, here's the thing that I would ask, and I don't know. Would Eric Flowers even yeah. want to come back when this regime has well, moved on true. from him? That's true. And that's you know, they've moved on from him twice. People forget the first well, time, right. but they've moved on from him twice. Right. Well, you know, that's another thing you hit on. People, it's, people are starting to catch out, and I don't blame them. You know, McLaren's, you know, Jackson, McLaren, I, it surprised me they some more of them really wanted out, you know, because he's had almost two and a half years, and we've gotten nothing. He says, you know, we got a title the first year, a losing season, you know. But i tell you what, Savant's hit on something. I'll agree. I, I think Heineke could have scrambled last night and, and made some plays. You know, we know Wentz cannot scramble. He's done scrambling. So what do you do? You pin your ears back and you rush. You keep him. You know, he, he just – and with that line, you know, who can scramble? I mean, you know, it's just – it comes down to the line of scrimmage. That's, football has not changed. I'll say it over and over. You have to have players on the line of scrimmage. or You're not going to win games. You're not. So, I'm you with you, John. Thanks for getting back in, man. Appreciate you. Have a good weekend. As always, listening on the always live and free Odyssey app. Here's the one thing that I would say again, though. There's no doubt that that's where starting or winning football starts. I don't know if it starts and ends there because, I mean, obviously if they have quarterback, secondary, this, that, coaching, all, all that, execution, penalties. But that's where it, it, it starts and where the genesis, if you will, of a good team is built. Again, you know, like you all say, well, they moved on from Brandon Sheriff. That was a mistake. Brandon Sheriff missed five games every year. Now, he was good to very good when he played. He was not great, in my opinion, ever. Like, there were there were plays and there were sequences and there were highlights where he was dominant. That's not being great all the time. 
That's not being great all the time. And he was hurt a lot. He missed 25 games over the last four years. And you want to sit here and, you know, Eric Flowers, Eric Flowers, Eric Flowers, and I got it. But again, Ron and this regime let him go to Miami when they first got here. You want to call that moving on from him? Mm, kind of depends. But they didn't keep him. Miami moved on from him after a year. And then Washington brought him back. And remember, they didn't coach him, but they still brought him back. And then they moved on after a year. So to say that, you know, Eric Flowers is the second coming of the, you know, uh, of, of, you know, uh, Santa Claus. I was trying to think of something ruder to probably say, but I, I pulled back. I, like to, to, to believe that, that Eric Flowers would solve all the problems. That's not true, guys. He would, maybe he would solve some of them. One or two. Maybe. But Eric Flowers wouldn't solve every problem. Now, would Brandon Sheriff be an upgrade over Trey Turner and Wes Schweitzer and Sadiq Charles? Of course. But how much were you going to pay a guy that clearly wanted top dollar that broke down all the time? How much? You had to ask yourself that. How much? Instead, they invested their money on Curtis Samuel and William Jackson III, and one is still kind of a sort of question mark, and one is on his way out the door as we speak. Uh, let's go to Roberto before the break, and then we'll get to uh, our guy G from the shop. What's up, Roberto? Boys, how y'all doing? What up, Roberto? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> the funny thing is, Prime is trying to get me to sign up for these games on Thursdays, and I re- I have the service, but I need to sign up for a tryout for the in order to watch the games. I was like, you know what? I can skip that because <laughs> the games haven't been that good. And yesterday was oh my god! I'm so glad I missed that. <laughs> 12 what seven you didn't miss uh-huh. much roberto you, i mean it was a crazy know, kind of ending but you didn't miss much yeah well this is this is this is what i came 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 to conc- to a conclusion actually guys we we keep thinking you know that people want to come here <laughs> they want to stay here once they've been here for a minute it was the McVeighs, the 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 the, the, the McDaniel's, the, all the all the genius that was through here. They probably said, "Heck no, I ain't staying here." They couldn't wait to get out of here. So I mean, until this organization gets cleaned up from the top, it's going to be hard for us to put a good product on the field that may do anything. I, I don't I don't disagree with you on that, Roberto, but here's the thing that I would counter that by saying, mm-hmm. yes, a lot of good people have left, but a lot of good people have stayed, i.e. Terry McLaurin, Jonathan Allen, 
Ryan Kerrigan and Trent Williams signed extensions during the same offseason. Jordan Reed back in uh, after the 2015 season. They all signed extensions. They all wanted to stay, right? Um, and, and maybe sometimes right. it's just I don't want to move. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to have to learn new people. <laughs> exactly. You know, but but uh, you know, but that but that's part of the that's part of the benefit too. You know, is that the culture right. must not be super bad all the time. If those people want to stay when they can get paid pretty much by anybody, but they choose to stay. Now, that being said, that being said, overall, your overall premise is the culture is not good enough, right? It's not Not good enough to be conducive to sustainably winning football games and sustainably having a good organization. They can tout whatever right. they want off the field, this, that, and the other thing, all the improvements. I, I, I believe some of that, if not all of it. But until mm-hmm. you start winning games like the Patriots do, uh, like the Eagles do for the most part, until you start doing that, right. then you're not going to have that top-to-bottom football on the football field and off the football field structure that great organizations have and need. Yeah, let me finish with this one. My favorite word is execution. If you can't execute, get executed. Get out of here. If you can't execute the plan, get out of here. Period. It's not that that hard to. I mean, I mean seriously. Other teams can't do it, so why can't we? Uh, I hear you. I, I love you, Roberto. I, I would say this: it's a lot harder to execute consistently and close to one hundred percent of the time than people realize. I know. Just I, I mean, I can just speak to this, right? Every day on the radio show, I, I do a lot of things right. I truly believe I do a lot of things right, but I don't execute the way I want to execute, the way I should execute. Now, I don't tell you about it all the time because I don't want to draw attention to it, but I know. I know, right? So they know. They know when they don't execute. Now, nobody's perfect in any genre, in any profession, in any job, what have you. But they know. They know. Trust me, a professional knows. Now, if you're insulated and if you're naive, you don't know. And there's quite a bit of that as well. All right, thank you uh, to our pal Roberto. Coming up next, G from the shop and Al Michaels. Was he paving the way for his new boss to buy the Commanders? We'll explain on the Team 980 and always free and live on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There was a report today on ESPN alleging that Snyder is accumulating damaging info on other owners and Roger Goodell is leverage. There he is in the middle. To avoid being voted out of the league, our Michael Smith reporting before the game, Snyder is the subject of five different investigations or inquiries for sexual harassment, a toxic work environment, financial irregularities. This has been an ongoing story with the investigations and all of that. And the owners have a meeting scheduled in New York on Tuesday. It is not currently on the agenda. Fields under pressure. Just my feeling, I think what the league would love is for Snyder to sell the team. Not have to go to a vote, but just sell the team. Because it's become a major problem around the league, obviously. But sometimes a game can be, at least at this point, so bad, it's almost good. You know what I'm saying? No. Ah, once again, Al Michaels. Back-to-back weeks with terrible games. So he could talk about fun stuff like Dan Snyder. Listen, well done, Matt. Um, Before we get to Dumb Dumb of the Day and our final phone calls, listen, all that needs to be said is when Al says, it's just my feeling, it's very likely that Al's talked to somebody in the league, an owner, an executive, maybe the commissioner, whoever. It's probably not just my feeling, quote, unquote, just my feeling. However, however, it's entirely plausible that Al wasn't sending a message for anyone specific. Because Al's not dumb. Been around the game for a long, 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 long time. Knows how bad it is in Washington. Knows how bad of an embarrassment, how much of a joke, how much of a show this organization has become. He remembers the glory days, just like we all do. So I don't think we should run and go, oh, Al was sending a message. Al was given that message. Al was told to use his platform on Amazon Prime during the middle of a crappy game. Because if that's when they chose to deliver it, there's a good chance that most of the audience, however little or many or whatever, were watching the game. Less than 10 million probably. There's a good chance when they delivered that message, that many people had already checked out. So I don't think we should run around going, oh, my God. Al Michaels was delivering a message for someone. I don't think we should do that. However, as I quipped on Twitter last night, a lot of you guys like this, maybe he was paving the way for his new boss, Jeff Bezos, at Amazon to buy the Commanders. Of course, that has been a connection that has been made. We all know about Amazon HQ2. We all know that the league loves themselves some Jeff Bezos. We know that he didn't get involved in the Broncos. Will he in the Seahawks? I don't know. Probably. 
But I think the league would love to have Jeff Bezos and Amazon. And remember, he's retiring as the CEO, whatever that means. So, I mean, technically, he won't be in charge probably by then. I don't know how all that stuff works. I mean, I don't think he's going to be the CEO at the same time of Amazon as he would be the owner slash CEO of the Washington Commanders. The league would love that scenario. You talk about loving a scenario and fixing a major, whether it works out or not, don't know. But you can't get a better scenario than that. And that's what I think Al was basically more trying to do. Hey, we got this good thing going on Amazon. You know, we got this guy that's got $150 billion. You want to fix things? Let's get it to him. Let's not force Dan out. Let's sell. And let's really move this thing. Let's really move this thing. All right, let's get a couple of final phone calls in here before dum dum of the day. Let me go back to my call sheet here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I think Rod, um, I think Rod in Georgia was on hold for a long time and then had to leave us uh, and is now back. So I want to make sure I get him in uh, here on the uh, uh, listening on the uh, Always Free Odyssey app. Rod, how are you? Hey, I'm pretty good. How you doing, man? Good, Rod. Thanks for the buzz. Well, I just want to – the offense is inconsistency. They're not flowing. There's no flow to the game. Mm-hmm. The defense looks good just because of the effort of the players, but some of the play calls doesn't make any sense to me. And with Ron Rivera going off on the media, I don't understand because he's not going off on the sideline at anybody for a bonehead play. That's like me being in the argument with my wife because the guy in traffic cut me off, but I didn't say anything to the guy in traffic. I'm just mad at my wife about it. <laughs> That's so, a good analogy. You know, I, I want to see that. I get, I get what you're saying, I, Rod. That makes a lot of. Rod, that makes a lot of sense, and I get what you're saying. And you're right. We would all like a little. Uh, a little vim and vigor on the sideline more from Ron instead of that stoic stare. But I, I'm sure he's very conscientious of doing that to players on camera. You know what I'm saying? To do it to the media. Uh, I'm just saying to do it to the media, who cares, right? You know, I mean, like, and, and, and quite honestly, he used the media platform that he had on Monday and he got himself in a lot of trouble for it or in a lot of controversy for it. Um, but he doesn't care about calling out members of the media or ESPN or anything like that with the timing or Schefter a couple of weeks ago. He doesn't care about any of that stuff, but he does care about like he can't, he can't light a blowtorch on to Kendall Fuller or Andrew Norwell or or or, or uh, Cam Sims for taking a, a false start or or Benjamin St. Juice for illegal use of hands, wiping out a sack and a third down turnover. You know, like he can't do that on the sideline. Maybe you do it once in a while, and he doesn't really seem to do that. But we don't also know what he's barking at. Um, you know, not only on the headsets, but just in general on the sideline because we're not watching him all the time. I appreciate you. I got to let you run uh, so we can get to everyone else here before the end of the show. G from the shop with us, line two. What up, G? 
No G. All right, let's go to line three. Jeff in D.C. Jeff, how are you? This morning. What's up, Jeff? What's going on, man? Uh, I just want to, you know, give a couple of comments. I mean, I know we talk about the owner, Dan Snyder, quite often. And, and yes, he's a crappy owner, but the bottom line is, you know, the coaches and the players are the ones who are on the field, and they are the ones who need to show up and show out on the field. And, and you know, we know they're not getting good play out of our quarterback. I mean, if you just watch his footwork and see how his balls are either too low or sailing high, it's because of his footwork. We know we don't have a mobile quarterback. You know, that's that's a problem in this league today, and so – these are some of the things that need to be corrected. We know we got problems on the offensive line. That needs to be corrected. We know we got problems on the, on the defensive side of the ball as far as the defensive backs. These are the things that need to be uh, corrected. The linebacker play is, is average. You know, Holcomb, yes, he's the leading tackler, but oftentimes you see him overshooting the gap, missing. Uh, he gets washed out in the play. And the person ends up getting five or six or seven yards, you know, on on a carry. So these are the things that you know we got to correct as an organization, and it starts with the coaches and the and the people in the front office, and it, and it starts with getting good good talent. And you know, yeah, people can't play one hundred percent perfect all the time, but as a professional, you need to put in the work. You need to have the fundamentals sound. And you need to put in the practice. And, you know, this is some of the things that we see sometimes lacking. We got some studs on our team on offense and defense. But, you know, if you look at some of the other players, you know, they're subpar, they're average. And this is some of the things that we need to look to fix. I think that's a good call, Jeff. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, I'm just going to quickly move on to G from the shop. He's back with us. Um, uh, That was my bad. I hit the wrong button on uh, G. Uh, So, G, go right ahead, pal. No, I ain't mad at y'all, man. We we got roasted last night watching the game because you got to have some substance around to abuse watching them people. But gee, gee, maybe that was my problem. Is I had to be I I had to be clean and sober to watch that nonsense. <laughs> man, no, you can't be, man. Look, Victory Friday. It's hard. It's hard to win football games in the NFL, man. But but with this raw stuff, you defended him, man. He got he got worse than rabbit ears. He got the elephant ears, man. He got the sensitive V outside soon sensitivity, man. Cause I tell you, he couldn't be no boys club coach in PG County. Cause some of them parents would leave that man in shambles, man. If he sounded <laughs> like that after a win. Hey, we just trade we we just traded. I'm breaking news right here too. We just traded Willie Jackson the third for a twelve count nugget meal from Chick Fil A just now, fresh off the wire, coke light ice. You know what I'm saying? But man, hey, Ruth, hey Ruth, I'm trying to tell you with some Polynesian some barbecue mix, man. But he really came up here. Ron came up there and said they're playing hard. What do you want a cookie? You know what I'm saying? It's been hard. If if it wasn't a hard job to do. You know, millions of people would do it. That's why it's diamond. That's why you get that million dollars. Criticism comes with the job description. Yeah. Media fans, we high IQ. Don't get mad at us for telling the truth, bro. Please don't be mad at your damn self and staff. 
for having 12 men on the field a couple damn times last. That's that's just it. You're supposed to be military, man. You know, G, you know, you know, G. That's one thing that I have not brought up twice. Twelve men on hey, the field, including on the touchdown, and then they had ten men on the field on the last drive. Look, you got you got coaches for that. Count them people, man. This this is not boys' club, and my son's boys' club team makes sure that don't happen every yeah. damn Saturday. You know what I'm saying? But uh, man. Another thing with this damn thing, man, Dan better chill, man. He he got to chill, man, because them owners got that long money, and they can get a day of the jackal type dude, man. He better chill, man, before he end up with that horse head in his bed be like Luca Brasi, man, sleep with them fishes, man. I'm telling you, man. But it's victory, it's victory Friday. We got 10 days to prepare and rest. Hey, Rooster, you know I love you. It's Friday. We getting fried extra today on the Not a boy, baby. Not a boy. You do you, G. Love you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, let's squeeze in one last one before dum-dum. Oh, the day. Let's say hello to Johnny in D.C. Line one. Johnny, thanks for the buzz. You made it. Hey, hey, thanks. Thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah, hey, man. Hey, thanks for making it. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining, mm-hmm. and the commanders have won a, a football game, man. It is beautiful outside. I know the fans always talk about winning, cures, everything. They don't sound like it today, but that's one. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right, Johnny. It's that's better to be two and four it. than one and five, my friend. Two and four is way yeah. better than one and five. Yes, that's for sure. And, lunch, and I want to l- say hats off Lunch to is going to taste a whole lot better at two and four yeah, right. than one and five. You're right about that. You're right about that. And uh, I just want to say hats off to Dan Kaiser Sose Snyder for coming in, sneaking in. And picking another quarterback, even though Ron Rivera went off on everybody for saying that stupid stuff. But uh, and, uh, hopefully he gets out of this trouble that he's in. I, I don't see the owners going in, doing anything to him because they already know he's got dirt on them because they got dirt on him too. They were all together doing the dirt. So it's not, they're not surprised. That's like, that's like your best man turning it to you and saying, you know I got dirt on you. That doesn't make any sense to me. So uh, hats off to the commanders for finally winning the game. We got 10 days to to soak up this victory, fellas. Let's all take it in and forget about the foolishness, anonymous source mail, uh, uh, the people that's telling but won't show their face when they tell. Let's let's forget about all that foolishness and enjoy these 10 days, man, until we play the next week. Thanks for taking my call. I'm with you there. Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate uh, the phone call. yeah, man. I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it's been, um, you know, to kind of wrap up this part of the show. And of course, we'll be back, you know, with you on Monday at nine. You got Burgundy and Gold today coming up at noon. Uh, Matt, who's, uh, who's doing the show today? Is it, uh, Doc and Scott or? We got Doc and Linnell. Doc and Linnell. Okay. So they'll, they'll bring you plenty of passion and fire and energy and all that from noon to three. Uh, I know those guys were working hard during and after the game last night uh, as uh, as well. So make sure you give them a listen uh, coming up in less than 20, uh, 15 minutes now. Um, you know, here's the thing. I mean, listen, again, a win is the most important thing, but it's not the only thing that matters, okay? But if we were talking about a loss – especially after a blown field goal and after the two-point conversion and after the penalty on St. Juiced, and if they would have lost last night, which they should have lost, 
Think about how sour the milk would be this morning. Think about how stale your cereal would be this morning. Think about how curdled your yogurt would be this morning. Think about how overcooked your burger would be for lunch at your favorite restaurant would be this afternoon if they lost. They didn't. They didn't. Give them credit. All right, we'll come back. Dum-dum, oh, the day, baby. We wrap up the week like that. And I actually have Pete's picks. I have not made my picks yet, so I'll give you Pete's picks uh, because our executive producer, Brian Powell, uh, has sent those along, and so has Pete. Let's do this right here on the Team 980. Here's what's trending on the Team 980. All right, so all morning long, we rewound on the Commanders. 12-7 win in Chicago last night on Thursday Night Football. Now off until next Sunday when they return at home against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Rodgers and Green Bay blowing a 17-3 lead in London last Sunday, losing to the New York Giants. Uh, This week at Lambeau, they face the other New York team that plays in New Jersey and trains in New Jersey, the New York Jets. Uh, again, at Lambeau, who have been certainly surging. So we will see what comes out of that. As far as Justin Fields, he said his shoulder was in a lot of pain. And sure, he was absolutely uh, dump trucked a couple of times by the commander's defensive line. You just heard from Ron Rivera earlier this hour. You heard from Al Michaels on Thursday Night Football on Prime. The fallout from that calls, reaction, all of that. If you missed any of it, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature. Caps lose. Last night, dropped to 0-2 on the year. Uh, They lose north of the border in Toronto, 3-2 to the Maple Leafs. Home tomorrow night for the Montreal Canadiens. And that's what's trending. Oh, yeah, baby. It's a party in the USA. Mm. On a Friday afternoon, beautiful out there. Nice breeze, sunshine on a victory Friday. Definitely not a Nashville party, but it's a DMV kind of party, I guess, if you're a Commanders fan. Not many of you left, but there's some of you. That are still out there and still some passion for this team, despite all of the nonsense. 12-7 win. Uh, again, make sure you give uh, Doc and Linnell your listening ear from 12 to 3. Craig Hoffman after that, 3 to 6 on the Hoffman Show. Uh, Pete and I back together on Monday. Check him out tonight, Navy SMU. And uh, I'll be around on Twitter. And uh, do check out the Locked On Commanders podcast. Uh, on uh, YouTube, on the Odyssey app, on WUSA 9, and all that good stuff. Uh, and uh, yell at Matt if you have any problems with anything that I say. <laughs> Just teasing. Just teasing. All right, it is time now to round out the show the way we always do with our little something, something called the Dum Dum of the Day. It's time for Dum Dum of the Day on Russell and Mendhurst. Yes, indeed. All right. We start Dateline, Australia. Adelaide, Australia. Yes, they have McDonald's, too, in Australia. You probably knew that. What they also have is dum-dums. 
in Adelaide, Australia. So a woman came into the McDonald's in Adelaide, Australia, and this is all caught on video, and got into it with the workers at the counter. And she started accusing one of the workers, a manager, of hitting her. Quote, you hit me in the face, bro, she can be heard saying, according to the story that I found in the New York Post and from News.com. The manager says and defends himself, no, I didn't. She says, yes, you bleeping did. There's a video, you stupid bleep. And bleeps, in this case, uh, for the F word. Twice. Okay, so she's saying, no, 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 it's on video. And then she starts getting hostile and waving her fingers and waving her hands and trying to climb basically over the counter. But because the counter is tall enough to prevent her from basically climbing over the counter and assuming attacking the workers, she proceeds to throw food and condiment packets that she grabbed from the counter at the employees, and then to make it worse, she spit on them. She spit on them. One of the secretaries of some company or whatever in Adelaide, Australia, said, this is a vile and disgusting attack. Fast food workers are just trying to do their job and do not deserve to be treated this way. And quote, to which I say, absolutely. Listen, uh, we've all had bad customer service experiences. You don't need to be a beep. You don't need to be a maniac. No matter what the issue is, get frustrated, talk to a manager. Maybe you grumble under your breath. Maybe you get annoyed. Maybe you don't say thank you. Maybe you don't go back there again. There is absolutely no reason, no reason at all to do what this dum-dum did in Adelaide, Australia. And for that, we wish her congratulations. Congratulations, you're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to do that. JT the Vic always gets mad at me whenever I step all over Mr. Voiceman. Sorry about that. It's been a long week. I deserve a little break. Uh, that is going to do it for us on this particular edition of Russell and Medhurst. Good show, good response from you guys. Great job by Matt Essig with all the sound and the drops and all that stuff. Again, excellent phone calls all week long from you guys. It's been a whale of a week. Again, Burgundy and Gold coming up today with Doc and Linnell. Make sure you check them out. Thanks to Matty uh, for a great job, uh, not only today and all week, handling things back at the shop. Thanks to all you guys for listening and calling uh, and for everyone that was a part of the uh, radio program and Thanks to the Commanders for actually winning a game somehow, some way, some day, maybe they'll be good. Doc and Linnell coming up next. P&G today. Have yourself a great weekend. Adios. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.